Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wild Wellness Podcast. This is your host Jenny Holbert and today we're chatting about why you shouldn't follow all the workout rules. So I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science and a master's degree in sports psychology and I learned a lot in my six years of college education of course about fitness, about human physiology, about health and wellness in general, but there's also so much that I learned through self-directed study, I'll call it, during those years and beyond. I am one of those people who will be a forever student because I have a burning desire to understand, to research, rather than simply just be told what to do. So if you can relate to being a seeker, researcher, and slightly rebellious student of your body and health, then this is for you. Because the thing is, what I have found is there's so much conflicting advice out there when it comes to fitness and health. And what I learned in school was based off of the American College of Sports Medicine guidelines. And I appreciate the science and research-based practice and protocols for sure. But to create guidelines, there has to be some generalities formed, right? And in my opinion, that doesn't leave room for a lot of other factors, like individual characteristics, and honestly, many of the general recommendations don't consider a more holistic view of lifestyle and differences between men and women, perhaps, or the influence of nature and her seasons, which I am so interested in. And what about a woman's time in her menstrual cycle? How is that something that we've talked about? That wasn't anything I learned about in school. So I want to be clear. This isn't meant to be a critique of professional guidelines or the American College of Sports Medicine or anything that I'm talking about. I believe that they are valuable, they're backed by evidence, and they're very important. However, I do want to offer a more expanded view and possible um, misconceptions about workouts as we dive into this. So let's start with this one. Going back to the recommendations from the ACSM, 150 minutes of exercise per week, which is about 30 minutes, five days a week. This is probably something that you've heard before. If you have looked at general exercise advice in whether it's a conscious choice or a subconscious choice. I think that when we hear recommendations like this and we see it over and over again plastered on fitness magazines or on blogs or on those wellness websites or on social media now, we start to get this programming that that's what we should be doing. There's a lot of shoulds around exercise and fitness and just what is healthy or what others are doing that we compare ourselves to. But let's just think about this. If you follow these guidelines at 150 minutes of exercise a week, just about 30 minutes, five days a week, you wouldn't take into account where you are in your monthly cycle, for example, the season you're in, what you're training for. I want you to realize that these guidelines or anything that you see out there are meant for the general population or a lot of times if it's a general recommendation, it's meant to be just that, general, which is why it's so important to define what that means for you and why it's important to even work with someone who can define a more specific exercise program based on your needs and your goals. So when you have something set up based on your goals, 
it's important even for you to have some self-direction in your own fitness goals and planning because you're the one that knows your body best and you might be tracking your monthly cycle. Hopefully you are if you're a woman and that's going to influence all of that as well. You may have one week where you do more than 30 minutes, five days that week and you may have one week where you do a lot less. And so just having that plastered in your mind that it needs to be every single week the same, I think is one of the challenges with the general guidelines that we see in the workout rules that are out there. And I think it's easy, especially when you're in a gym or a fitness club environment to think that if you show up two days a week for the high intensity workout or the bar workout or the yoga class, that's great. And if you show up more than two days, that's even better because it's perpetuated that the more you get there, the better you are. Right. And it's almost like you're rewarded for the more you do, but doing the same thing for a workout day after day, week after week is not helpful. That I did learn in school. That is based on the idea that your body adjusts and adapts and needs different stimulus over time. Plus, you need time to recover, and that can look different for everyone. It might be an organized group class, or it might be taking a walk on your own. It might be an easy run, depending on what your fitness goals are. So when you work out, you're obviously breaking down muscle fibers so they can rebuild to be stronger, But to do this and rebuild, you need to give your body time to recover from working out. So you're definitely off the hook for that seven days a week workout plan. And you definitely need to check out the show notes if you're interested in how to adjust your workouts based on your monthly cycle. Because that's something that, as I said, I didn't learn in school and that's not a part of a lot of the workout rules that I see out there. So another rule that I see that sometimes seems to be a misconception is that yoga is a completely gentle and safe exercise. A lot of people see it as something that you would do on a day off or if you want to stretch, right? Wherever this came from, I don't know. I can see some of the reasons why we think of it as a way that we move our body for a stretch. And yes, it's an amazing form of doing that. But some styles of yoga are very intense and demanding physically. And as with all exercise, it's not safe unless you have knowledge of how to move your body or careful instruction from someone who understands the body and the way it moves. So the the truth is you can absolutely go into a yoga class and get injured. In fact, I have been in a lot of classes where the instructor doesn't provide a lot of instruction with form. And I don't think that it's always safe because if I didn't know better because of my fitness background, I would be doing exercises that weren't in good alignment. Because as I look around the room, I see other people who are moving in ways that aren't beneficial for them or optimal for them. And there's not always adjustments being offered. So whether you go to a class that has a different style that might be a little bit more Uh, specific on form and guidance, I guess I just invite you to explore with different teachers, find a style that seems like it's working for you. If you do feel pain or discomfort or something's going on, it's not just, oh, I'm exercising, it hurts, that makes sense. (laughs) You need to stop and make sure that you're doing it right. Ask questions, maybe find another instructor, Uh, be a student, right? Be be a skeptical student so that you're not just being handed something that maybe isn't for you. The last thing I want to mention that really seemed to get perpetuated through my education in fitness was how we use exercise as a weight loss tool. 
there's this rule that if you want to lose weight, you should focus on how exercise can help you with that, right? And I'm not completely disagreeing with the fact that exercise can be a part of weight loss. Yes, exercise can help someone lose weight, but weight gain or weight loss is impacted by so many factors, including what you eat, your hormones, your sleep, your stress levels, and a lot of other things. And if you put five people on the exact same workout program, they would not all lose the same amount of weight. Plus, it's possible to be active and to meet guidelines that are recommended for exercise and health and still be overweight. The other important thing here is that health isn't simply defined by the number on the scale. So exercise alone cannot guarantee your health or your ideal weight. And I guess I, I ask the question, why are we even looking to workouts to do that for us? I understand why it's a factor in it, but the point that I want to make here is that what I said in the beginning, that it gets perpetuated that exercise is a weight loss tool and we don't see it as anything beyond that. When we look only at exercise as a means of burning calories or losing weight, we create a really dangerous relationship with it. It becomes a check off our to-do list. It becomes a chore. It becomes something we dread. It becomes something we have to do. We remove the pure enjoyment from it and our habits around it become really negative as well. And I can say this from personal experience because I remember at one time in my life counting the number of calories I burned from a workout so that I could compare that to the number of calories I ate so that I could lose weight. And that was what I was taught in school to do as well. I was taught if someone wanted to lose weight to look at calories in versus calories out. And there is such a difference now for me in the fact that I move my body because I want to feel strong, because it helps me to change my state, because it feels like an adventure. So if you love moving your body and you feel this way about it too, this probably isn't relevant to you what I'm talking about, but if you find yourself thinking of exercise as a tool in your weight loss kit and you don't have any other meaning around it, then this conversation is for you. And what I want to offer you is to find another meaning, find enjoyment in moving your body, not just for weight loss sake. Don't feel like it's something you have to do, but find something that you're doing it because you want to do it, not because you should be doing it. It's so much more sustainable and so much more enjoyable. And the best way that I know to start is to simply think of something that you enjoy that involves moving your body and some amount of sweat. You don't have to be dripping buckets, but you do need to elevate your heart rate. So if that involves a group workout class at the local gym, or if that involves a hike in the woods with a girlfriend or a spouse, whatever it might be, if it's the dance inspired workout class, just take the first step and sign up. And if weight loss is a goal, just know that there are factors beyond the physical that are equally important to consider because in all the work that I've had to do with myself to overcome an eating disorder in all the work I've done with clients as a personal trainer and a coach, I know one thing to be true. Weight loss is never just about the exercise or the food. It's not just about your physiology. It always goes deeper and there's always other factors involved. So if you only took the guidelines and what I learned in school, you would miss those things and possibly feel like a failure. And if you want to hear more about what I shared on this, when I shared my story on how I overcame an eating disorder and my wild wellness food philosophy, go back and listen to episode 31, which I will link to in the show notes. 
So has this episode made you think of any workout rules you've been following that might be worth questioning? I would love to know. Please send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny Holbert or leave a comment on one of my posts because I'd seriously love to know what's on your mind after listening. So please share. I so appreciate you being a listener on the Wild Wellness Podcast. And if you haven't already left a review, I have a favor to ask. Would you please go to jennyholbert.com slash podcast and just take a couple minutes to tell me what you love about the podcast and what you've learned. It will help more people to find these episodes and I would so appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here and listening. I'm very grateful for you. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.